This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, Behold! Our favorite Adult Swim shows. Hello and welcome to a delightful new mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am the underpaid intern of the podcast, Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. Oh, holy oh. crap, he gets underpaid? I don't even get paid. Shut up. <laughs> All the budget goes into my Flash animation projects. <laughs> John has made domicile-style runner. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, hey, I have an electronic mail. Oh no, it's... Tubador, the the Dragon, look <laughs> out! Oh boy! <laughs> Beep boom, bam, bam, bam! Tubador! Yeah, I get it. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. Uh, so this week, hot off the heels of last week's episode, uh, where we discussed Cowboy Bebop knocking on Heaven's Door, the movie. Uh, this week, we are not, as we promised, doing Reeling in the Beers, the Steely Dan podcast. We'll get there someday. Oh, it's coming. But this week instead, because Cowboy Bebop, as I am told, uh, occasionally aired on the Adult Swim channel, which was actually just a offshoot of Cartoon Network. Yeah, it was just a programming block. Yeah. In the uh, nighttime for grown-ups. It used to only be on Thursday nights. Yeah, that's right. those days. And that was all the time. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to be discussing our favorite... Adult Swim shows. You know them shows when they're on Adult Swim, sometimes on Thursdays, sometimes other nights. Get out of the pool. Adult Swim. <laughs> Adult yeah. Swim. Oh, man, the early promos. Oh, remember oh yeah, the old bumpers. Yeah, oh, man. I, rem- I would always get real excited when they would bring them back for a night. They were like old MTV interstitials. Oh, yeah. Real oh, good. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so let's go around the horn. John, we'll start with you. What's your favorite Adult Swim show? This is an incredibly difficult question because uh, I very much like grew up with Adult Swim. Again, like I remember distinctly when it was only on Thursday nights, and then it was like only on Sunday nights before it became like just a. This is just what Cartoon Network is after ten o'clock. Just fucking yeah. play and, but shit. It, now it's after like eight o'clock. Yeah. Now what even is a TV channel anymore? Well, <laughs> it's just, it's just a that's a good point. Yeah. Oh shit! I also have to. Uh, so I think uh, not on Cowboy Bebop, but in one of the in our last week's episode uh, a while ago. I said that uh, <laughs> Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell was the Nazi show. It turns out that wasn't uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I still have not seen a single episode of. It looks fine, I guess, but it was like a live sketch show that would always like put swastikas in the background and like have a bunch of alt-right dog whistles in it that got canceled. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, and the name of the show has slipped out of my brain like so much, I don't know, Slipper doodles, I guess. That's a thing. Anyway, to answer your actual question, uh, I feel like my favorite Adult Swim show is gotta be... You know what? It's gotta be the Brack Show. Ooh. I was kind of waffling between Brack Show and C-Lab. And I also feel like there's a distinction between an Adult Swim show and a show that was on Adult Swim. Yeah, because you can't pick, like, Futurama. Yeah, or, like, Family Guy, or even, uh, like, Home Movies used to be, like, the premiere episodes would, like... That would be the first episode of an Adult Swim block. But it just doesn't, like... Even, like, later stuff in the season feels like... Like, Boondocks doesn't really feel like an Adult Swim show. It just feels like a show that was on Adult Swim. But, like, Brack Show really captures the, like, 
absurdity of like, hey, we're all a bunch of underpaid interns with nothing but time on our hands. Two of us learned how to animate, kind of. We all do stupid voices. Let's get drunk and just make like a silly fucking weirdo thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very yeah. much in the vein of like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, like, which in, makes yeah. sense because they all kind of like branched out of Space Ghost in yeah. some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the Brack show is it, the most successful of that flavor of show for me because it was so silly, but it didn't have the like sadness of Space Ghost where it's like, oh no, this character's just very alone and like emotionally crippled. And it didn't have the like mean spiritedness of like later C Lab 2021. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was just like like my ten year old niece can watch an episode of Brack Show. And, yeah, like, it enjoy was enjoy it. It was yeah. a li- it was a it, it still had like a like a night like a nice heart to it. Yeah. Like even like Aqua Teen was just, like so nihilistic and yeah. anarchistic yeah. A- a- from the beginning that yeah. like you couldn't show it to a child. They would laugh at like Meatwad just being a meatwad yeah. or like that's it. But then, like, everyone is just, like, cussing up a storm and yeah. looking well, at like porn everybody, and murdering yeah. each other. Like, yeah. every every character in Aqua Teen is just so hateful. Yes. yes. Which is funny for one season. And I think that's the other thing of, like, the Brack Show had, like, I think three or four seasons. Uh, and it maintained a pretty consistent level of quality throughout it. But, like... C-Lab definitely got worse as it went on. Right. Aqua Teen definitely got much worse as it went on oh, to the point sure. where it's like unwatchable in later seasons. Well, I mean, the shit in later seasons, it was no longer even Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was like Aqua Teen, like it changed titles yeah. like four or five yeah. times. Yeah, and the movie was unforgivably bad. <laughs> the movie has one oh, redeeming man. quality to it, and that is before the movie begins that begins with like a oh, let's go out song, to the yeah. lobby kind of song and it's like you know like bonbons and popcorn and a hot dog and they run into like the gross snacks like like a nacho and like a meatball or whatever yeah. and they sing and it's the band Mastodon yeah. singing a song called Cut You With a Linoleum Knife yeah. and it's all about how if you talk or bring a baby to the movie we'll kill you nice it's great nice. I think, like one of my favorite lines from it is if you miss a line just get it from context clues <laughs> later on <laughs> Like, it's real good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that uh, the Brack Show does capture like the the silly heart of like just goofs, just goofing around. Oh yeah, and uh, like, and it was a perfect like absurdist parody of like a family sitcom. I was gonna say I love like the weird like fifties style like I Love Lucy yeah. family sitcom. Yeah. It's attitude, including like the like. Ricky Ricardo esque dad, yeah, the, fa- yeah. the father who never gets out of his chair and always has a newspaper, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like even when he is in a different location, he is still somehow like sitting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very good. It was a delightful show. Yeah, Patrick. Patrick show. Uh, my choice is actually going to be Metalocalypse. Ooh, the yeah. Brendan Small post home movies uh, animation that is all about the absurdities of celebrity culture and rock stars taken to a ridiculous ex- extreme with actually pretty decent metal tunes, too. I was about to say oh, it like. Real yeah. good soundtrack. Yeah, I was gonna, this is actually pretty yeah, rocking. The band itself, Metalocalypse, has released multiple albums and toured. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like, yeah. like Brendan Small is a legit, really good guitar player. 
and like metal yeah. singer. Yeah. And he, he has always worked music into the shows that he's working. For. Right. Like oh, whole yeah. movies had the very famous director's cut episode where they do the Franz Kafka rock opera. Right. Yeah. I was going to say that whole character, the slash kid. Yeah. Who wears the hat and Dwayne. plays guitar. Dwayne. I don't care about homework. I only care about guitar. Yeah. Great, great yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, and, and, and all the just even Doctor Roxo, which uh, my wife fucking hates. Sure, I, uh, because the internet fucking memed it into joyless, soulless oblivion. Oh yeah. Also, is it possible she doesn't know who David Lee Roth is? No, no. <laughs> okay. I don't think she even. I, I think David Lee Roth and Doctor Roxo are just both too obnoxious. Sure, I understand. <laughs> like he's too obnoxious, and the parody's worse. Yeah, sure, I gotcha. Yeah. But uh, no, but I, I mean, I, I, I understand those jokes and yeah. how you're like killing your fans for sport. Like, yeah, it's all it's great. It's golden. Uh, one of the things I really loved about Metalocalypse was, uh, especially towards the end of the first season when they began building their weird epic universe. Yeah, because yeah. it begins as just like, well, there's this like band and they they are dangerously stupid and dangerously popular and right. dangerously rich yeah. dangerously like in like rich, the first yeah. episode they mentioned they're like the 13th largest world economy right. or something like right. that they're all billionaires yeah. yeah and like at first like there's just these weird interstitials where like this like weird government cabal is just like we need to keep an eye on death clock yeah. but then as the show progresses it's because there's a worldwide like conspiracy and a prophecy and like, like eldritch demon yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that yeah. shit and I love that their their accountant turns out to just hey, don't fuck with my bread and butter. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And becomes like an amazing like fixer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, the char- the characters are all like again dangerously stupid, but like super all like realized and individuals. Like Nathan Explosion is like the weird gravelly lead singer. I always have a very deep. Uh, 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 Soft spot in my heart for Pickles. Oh, the Pickles drummer. is the best. Pickles is Pickles the absolute is the best. best. He is frequently the voice of reason when he can be. Yes. I love the episode where they Pick go home. Pick up the corpses because that's how it attracts ants. Oh, I love the part God. when he uh, thinks he's dying and uh, he goes on a nice monologue about how what he really wished he'd done more in life was blackout because yeah. the point of life is not to remember it. Yeah. The episode where they go home to Wisconsin oh, to yeah. like meet his like family and everything. And like the episode where they go... To uh, uh, was it Norway, Norway to meet Toki's, Toki's family. family? Oh my god! Oh, that one's golden too. Oh. I th- there is a line that, n- like, occasionally will just randomly pop into my head in the episode where they hire like a fashion designer and he's making them all feel bad about their weight. Right. And they're like, "All right, we're gonna fire this guy." And they go into his workshop and it's just full of like human skin being turned into right. leather. And it's just yeah, it's just Nathan explosion. Oh, by the way, you're fired. Oh. <laughs> making people clothes that also has the great part where like you find out that their bodies are airbrushed on their uh posters so they all have like rippling six packs and stuff but none of them do except toki yeah toki's just pure chiseled (laughs) oh that's a fantastic show no so good good. such a good and uh just an amazingly distinct art style too yeah for as like simple as and 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 kind of like silly as the brack show is Metalocalypse is like the complete opposite direction of like incredibly detailed backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, all of the like instrumentation that they do on the show is perfectly matched mm-hmm. up with the actual instrumentation. Yeah. And then there's these weird, barely, barely detailed characters <laughs> in this world. Yeah. Well, I think like more than anything, Metalocalypse is the true incarnation of like 
an 80s metal album cover come to life. Yeah, right. like the side of a van. Yeah. Well, like, it's very cool, and it's very, like, interesting, but it's also kind of stupid and oh, takes yeah. itself. Oh, like, Mordhouse, their dragon mansion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, so, like, there's a, a great documentary by Penelope Spheres called The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, The Metal Years. Nice. And, because Part 1 is about, like, the punk scene uh, and it's like a real serious documentary, but it's like the punk scene and people coming up and how it worked. And part two is her just talking to like like metal bands on the Sunset Strip and like their fucking mouth breathing chud fans, and they're all just like fucking drunk and shit faced and high. And she talks to all of them, and the guitarist from like Wasp is one of the guys from Metalocalypse. He spends the entire movie being interviewed from an inflatable chair in a pool with surrounded by floating bottles of vodka that he just drinks straight up while nice. sitting poolside is his mother. <laughs> and the whole movie, he's like, yeah, it shows we get fucked up. Blub, blub, blub. Cut to mom. Oh, Chris. Oh, you're, well, that's my boy. <laughs> There's a scene with Ozzy Osbourne where he's very clearly hungover and or still drunk and he is struggling to make eggs for himself <laughs> it's beautiful oh, it's yeah. beautiful Gene Simmons and uh, uh, what was it Paul Stanley are interviewed uh, they are both uh, well so maybe it's just Paul Stanley Paul Stanley is being interviewed on a giant circular bed surrounded by like 30 like half naked women <laughs> nice. and he's just like kiss man we're the we're the fucking best and then Gene Simmons is like it's a business <laughs> uh, fantastic documentary if you can check it out right I highly on. recommend it uh, Mark favorite adult swim show uh, I am going to go with uh, uh, not only one of my favorite adult swim shows but my, probably one of my favorite shows period the recently canceled Venture Brothers oh yeah Brock uh, Samson yes Brock Samson the Swedish murder machine uh, licensed to kill revoked and then earned back by doing more killing <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a show with a dense mythology uh, amazing hand-drawn animation and uh, uh, just hilarious but also deeply about failure uh, yeah. in every way shape and form it's a show that begins as like just a weird parody of Johnny Quest yep. well it's a weird like what if Johnny Quest grew up into nothing yeah and what if he had yeah. to deal with that with his own shitty family and yeah, that he hates. Shitty yeah. family are like the Hardy Boys and they suck at what they do. Everybody's Everybody but Brock Sampson is bad at their job on the show. Right. Um, but it's got so many amazing like... It, it builds this amazing world of characters from the Venture family. You know, Hank and Dean and Dr. Venture. And then Brock Sampson is the bodyguard later replaced by their former arch enemy, Sergeant Hatred, who becomes Sergeant Vatred. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, then like the monarch and doctor the girl doctor girlfriend. girlfriend then doctor Mrs. doctor doctor Mrs. girlfriend doctor Mrs. the monarch I should say yeah um, and then like Phantom yeah, they're Limb like, yeah they're like weird Doctor Strange friend that does like, uh, Doctor Orpheus oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Doctor Orpheus has the Order of the Triad yeah. with. Oh, I- Jefferson I- Moonlight, who <laughs> who is a diabetic uh, blackula hunter. Oh. I like the one episode where they they straight up have David Bowie as like a villain. David with Bowie, Klaus Nomi as his like henchman and Iggy Pop. Yes, yeah. David Bowie uh, is the sovereign of the Guild of Calamitous Intent. And then later on, in one of the later seasons, you find out that he was never truly Bowie. His actual form is what Bowie looks like on the cover of Diamond Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, my favorite guest character of that is the alien that comes down and screams, ignore me. Ignore me! The whole time. Yeah, the 
Well, watch him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, uh, it, there's such a deep reverence and love for specifically Marvel comics. Oh, yeah. They even do like a protracted Fantastic Four parody where all of the members of the Fantastic Four have their powers and it is physically torturing them. Yeah. Right, because you have Doctor Impossible who is just just stretchy like Mr. Fantastic. The Invisible Woman instead when she turns invisible just her skin turns invisible so you can see her musculature. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's uh, her the brother. Human Torch turns on fire and is in excruciating pain. He can feel all of it oh. and then he's used to power their compound oh. and then the thing is like their uh, uh, mentally... Uh, mentally handicapped brother who is uh, instead of turned into rocks has grown like five inches of extra skin yeah Um, yeah his name is Ned yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like the, the there's like a one episode that's like a, a throwaway where they run into like weird. It's like a Scooby Doo thing. They run into like pirates on the sea. Oh yeah, ghost and then pirates. Yeah, and then it turns out they weren't ghosts and they need to ride back. And then that ghost cap, that pirate captain, is a character for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's such a what and and they they're doing that like ooh, uh, what if this like fantasy trope were real wouldn't it be bad but it's done in such a human and clever way that it doesn't feel it's not like the fucking joker movie right it's like, yeah. wouldn't it be fucked up man when it's also not a like oh look at this reference it's not a ready player one either yeah. these are things that are done with like like a reverence to them Absolutely. like and yeah. there's so many like great one-off characters like Brick Frog or uh, Radical Left, who is their Two Face parody. Uh, There is uh, Night Dick. Uh, Yeah, it's a fantastic show. I I, I already miss it. Um, uh, The first six episodes, I know, or six seasons, you can watch on Hulu right now. The seventh season has not dropped yet. Uh, It just bums me out that it ended because it's set up. So much. That is a show uh, much like Metalocalypse, where especially as it goes on, it had such forward momentum. It was so clearly building to a climax. Yeah. Yeah. That to just not have that is just like, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, but the the random fun line that always pops into mine is in the like cold open to one of the episodes where. Uh, Dr. Venture's dad is doing a space experiment and the shuttle won't make it back to Earth and they just recite space oddity yeah. line for line <laughs> as dialogue. <laughs> Tell my wife, I love her very She knows! Much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, to this day, like, I'll just yell out, Sphinx! For no reason, it's great. Um... I yeah, like fan. when uh, Brock Sampson is like killing a guy at one point, and he talks about yeah. how he slips the knife right between his organs, and it's so it's not going to kill him. And the, and when he finally does kill him, the goons like it was a real pleasure being killed by you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like the one guy that Brock Sampson kills. He like grabs his nuts. And he's like, ah, oh, oh, what? <laughs> no, nothing. I just no. What? Tell me. I I felt a lump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Oh, jeez. It's just such a... Yeah. Uh, and I love that just the two monarch goons that just become recurring characters oh, as well. Henchmen 21 and yeah. 24. Oh, and when they drive around doing the uh, Vader theme. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and then 24 dies, and then 21 becomes, like, Henchman 1. He gets all, like, jacked and shit. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Two-ton 21. 
Probably my favorite character is 21. I love Gary. He's great. Anyways, uh, uh, any honorable mention Adult Swim shows we want to talk about? I want to just briefly mention um, uh, the early uh, iteration and version of Robot Chicken. Um, oh, sure. When it first got on the air, I thought, like, I literally my thought was like, oh, this is a good version of Family Guy. Right. It's just the cutaway pop culture jokes. Exactly. Yeah. It just went on for way too long. It's still yeah. going. Yeah. No kidding. Still yeah. Because wow. it's so cheap and fast and easy to make that, like, all right, Breckenmeyer's not doing anything ah, this weekend. No. It's the Adam Sandler movie of Adult Swim cards. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. But like okay. the the first couple seasons of that show are so oh, fun and, and like, funny. The first two uh, Star Wars oh, specials yeah. are like revelatory, and especially then the compared third to the one, shitty like Family Guy ones. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But and then I remember the moment I fell out of love with Robot Chicken was specifically the third Robot Chicken Star Wars special, where yeah. it's just. Oh, you've run out of things to say about these things you like. Yeah, well, the third one like, was like, we're done. All based around like Seth MacFarlane's Emperor, and it was yeah. just like, blah, blah. And it's just blah, very boring blah, and stupid. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, definitely. The first the first couple seasons of Robot Chicken, very good. Yeah. Solid. Ha- any uh, other honorable it is mentions? Awkward at times and a little hard to watch going back to it, but uh, you gotta you gotta give love to Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, of course, like, sure. It was just a, an entirely different nighttime format show. I will still to this day put on Old Kentucky Shark and Fire Ant, the Conan <laughs> O'Brien episodes, and just like they are still just as funny as the first time I watched them. They are so good. Oh, sure. John, any honorable mentions? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that my honorable mentions are going to go to shows that didn't originate in Adult Swim, sure. but Adult Swim introduced me to, like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes. When they got into, like, weird British stuff like Mighty Boosh, like, those shows are so fantastic, and it's, like, insane that they were ever on broadcast What's television. What's the educational... Look around you. Oh, gosh. That was the first time I saw Olivia Coleman and was just like, holy shit, she is gonna be a huge star. Yeah. <laughs> she is so fucking funny. And it took her till she did... Till she played a fucking queen before people were like, oh, no, Olivia Coleman, she's always been good. Yeah, you nerds, I've been there since ground zero. <laughs> but yeah, look around you. The first season, I love it. It's a real dry, like, uh, edu- like made-for-schools educational program. And then season two is such a departure where it's like a 1980s, the future is just around the corner. Let's look at the <laughs> consumer products that will be part of your life soon. And uh, there's a great computer episode uh, where they have, what is it, uh, Metibot, the first voice-activated computer. And it is just, <laughs> Metibot, open, window, <laughs> Metibot does not understand. <laughs> <laughs> like Zork. Yeah. So good. Yeah, but Peter, uh, Peter Serafinowicz is fantastic in both seasons. Uh, the whole cast, like top to bottom, no. is so good. Uh, I'm surprised nobody said Harvey Birdman, Attorney at oh, Law. Oh shit! I forgot all about Harvey yeah. Birdman, Attorney at Law. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law is amazing. 
And it has a very good point-and-click adventure game for the Nintendo Wii. Oh, cool. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, it was made, It was like written by the writers of Harvey Birdman, and it is really fun. It's oh, like nice. a lost episode of Harvey Birdman. Cool. Nice. If you ever get a chance to see the like extra features 777 uh, Welcome to the Corporation video <laughs> that I think is like on one of the DVDs. Oh, you, you can find great. it on YouTube. Yeah, sure. that's easily probably there, too. Is that the one where uh, they have, uh, uh, oh, God. It's the orientation it? video. Where yeah. Lewis Black is Elliot. Yes. Where he's just like, you yes. get two of every office supply. <laughs> yes. You get two staplers, two pencils. <laughs> How can two be too many of one thing and not enough of another? <laughs> I remember, like, this is, like, it's a weird memory chain of just like, oh, I remember the episode of Harvey Birdman where all of Stephen Colbert's characters died. Yes. So that he could do the Colbert report. Right. Yep. Right. All like, of his characters man. had to die so he could move on. Well, he was a vo- he was the voice of Richard Impossible on Venture Brothers. Then he went on to go become huge. Yeah. So Bill Hader took over. Yeah. Then Bill Hader became huge. <laughs> and James Adomian took over. And then for some reason, Colbert came back. <laughs> Uh, I also want to do a quick shout out of uh, one of the uh, Adult Swim infomercials that they used to run. Oh sure. Uh, I, I I and I know it's been played out to death right now, but fucking too, oh, many, too cooks many cooks yeah. is with the first time I saw too many cooks. It was the funniest goddamn thing. I think, uh, especially now that uh, what we do in the shadows has been on the air for a couple of seasons, and we all know, uh, oh, what's his name, Mark Mark Proch, Proch yeah. Uh, check out some of the stuff that Mark Proach did, like pre on cinema for Adult Swim, specifically uh, Smart Pipe, the infomercial. Oh, Smart Pipe is so good! Like my God, like what a find Mark Proach was. Of he is just the right level of like, is this guy serious? Yeah. Like I literally have a hard time knowing. Like, does he get why he's funny? <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. But like, it's so. So subtle. He's borderline like a one of the weirdos that like Tim and Eric would find and like bring on their show. Tim found him. He got his like big start again. Like the way I was introduced to him was uh, Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington's on cinema at the cinema. Their movie review show that also has become a very dense layered mythology unto itself (laughs) and has its own movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. And the movie is like in continuity with the show. And there's an episode where they try to review the movie on their show. <laughs> and it's, oh God, it's so good. Nice. It's amazing. I am slowly catching up on uh, on cinema at the cinema. Catching up with on cinema now is like trying to get into wrestling now. Like you need so much like kayfabe and behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, on Cinema is the perfect Adult Swim show that was never on Adult Swim. Yeah, it was on their like weird like uh, website spinoff, right? It was on Think X for the first like two ish seasons, and now it's just on the Adult Swim YouTube channel, right? Which is why I always miss when they're putting up new episodes because I'm not going to subscribe to the entire Adult Swim. Right, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's this PBS show I really like uh, called Monstrum, yeah. where it's just Dr. Emily Zarka, and she talks about a different monster every week yeah. it's great but I have to subscribe to the whole storied channel Ooh. and like there's some fun Lindsay Ellis videos on there but everything else I don't want to watch correct yeah. and even the Lindsay Ellis videos I'll get 
uncut Lindsay on her own YouTube channel. Well, that's the other you thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I ain't really jonesed up for Lindsay Ellis content. I get a good supply. She's great, by the way. She's terrific. Yeah. Uh, her latest episode about the fucking fan fiction drama. Oh, I have not seen that oh, one yet. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the most it re- is the Tiger King of fan fiction drama. Ooh. It is amazing. Yikes. Well, that's going to do it for this Minnesota Body Counts and Beer at 28 minutes-ish. Yay. We'll see you next time for Reeling in the Beers. A Steely Dan retrospective. Body Guns and Beer is Patrick Brownlee, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, I don't know, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating and leave us a review. You can check us out on Facebook, you can like us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.